Hello, welcome back to the Retro Break podcast. Today we have another very special guest on the episode with us today. We have John Rue. John, please go ahead and introduce yourself to everyone. Hey, how's it going? I'm John Rue from the Retro Room Games. Nice to nice to be on. I appreciate you having me again. Thank you. Yeah, my pleasure. It's it's been a long time coming. I've wanted to speak to you for a long time, so this is going to be good. Exciting, yeah, yeah. Definitely, always, always a pleasure to chat with you. So, for people that don't know, do you want to start with what your company Retro Room is about? As we'll be getting into that in a little bit. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I basically develop and publish um, video games for retro consoles. Um, you know, we've been we've been taking like uh, some cancelled intellectual property and and giving it releases uh, like decades later and sometimes working with uh, indie developers and sometimes just my own games. Yeah, and we're trying to dip into doing some more stuff. We're trying to dip into doing some film stuff and uh, trying to get into some, you know, I've, I've been in contact with Nintendo and Xbox about doing some uh, some modern platform stuff. So, yeah. It's crazy how far you've come in just the few years since you started this. Dude. It's mad. Uh, you know what's crazy? I'll tell you what's really crazy. You were one of the first people who really shouted out my game. So, yeah, it's really like, I'll, I'll, I have to give you a lot of thanks and a lot of credit for that because... Got it right here. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> that one says Game Boy on it too. Yeah, right? the original version. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It does not say that anymore. No. <laughs> yeah, but, um, but yeah, yeah, I, uh, I got to thank you for that. Um, yeah, it, it was just, it's just been a really wild journey. I, I I don't even know how I've gotten to this point, honestly. It's just kind of like shooting from the hip and an accident, you know. It's I feel lucky, yeah, you know. Yeah, crazy. Rewind a bit just so that everyone's got a bit of context. Before we get into Quest Arrest, let's let's go right back to the beginning. Like how did you get into gaming? Let's begin there. Gaming in general? Yeah, yeah. What was your what was like some of your first games that you ever played or the ones that you remember as a kid? My my aunt and uncle had an NES uh in their house, in their kitchen. And they had of uh, the classic Mario Duck Hunt combo with the uh, zapper gun. They had Dragon Warrior. Okay, yeah. And uh, Arcan and Arkanoid. So I, I really started with uh, I would say those three games were probably my first experience with video games. That's a really good set of so, games as your first entry, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it, this was in the '90s, so it was it was well after they came out, mm. maybe a decade after they came out. Excuse me. Yeah, maybe a decade after they came out. Uh, but I, I just was, you know, I was lucky to be able to play it at their house, and then I, I somehow stumbled across getting a, a Sega Genesis a Mega Drive for UK folks. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, and and it just kind of stumbled from there. I got a Super Nintendo, and then I just started just gaming. I was. It's just been like a really regular part of my life forever now, <laughs> for as long as I can remember. How about the Game Boy? Did you have a Game Boy growing up? Oh yeah, I had the original Game Boy. I experienced the, uh, you know, driving in the car as the sun was going down and trying to uh, catch the street lights, oh, yeah. you know, to, to play my game, you know. And I finally ended up getting like one of those little lights that plugs into the side <laughs> of it, and I was like, whoa! And the magnifying yeah. magnifier on it. But yeah, I grew up with a, I grew up with a Game Boy for sure. That's brilliant. Playing the Game Boy in the car that's that's one of my favorite childhood memories. Every time we would go on holiday, I wouldn't want to get out of the car. Usually, usually <laughs> kids are asking like, "Are we there yet? Are we there yet?" And I'm like, "Can we can we <laughs> drive for another hour or two? <laughs> I've got Pokemon to catch." <laughs> yeah, I understand. It's funny now today because I can't play like play games in the car because I'll get car oh, sick, no. you know. And, yeah, yeah, so... But yeah, I definitely did as a kid. Yeah, that's brilliant. What were some of your favorite Game Boy games? Uh, I loved the Zelda game. Um, 
I love the Pokemon games. Uh, they did really good Donkey Kong ports for the Game Boy Color. Yeah, really impressive. Yeah, and they were super good. Uh, the Mario games were also really good. So, yeah, there's so many good games. I remember playing like a, like a, uh, it was a Dragon Quest game. Maybe maybe it was like a monster. Uh, I forgot what it was called. But, uh, yeah, Dragon Warrior Monsters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a good, it was a really good game. Yeah, I haven't played it since, so, but I remember loving it as a kid. It was a cool you should one. try it again. I I actually played it again a few years ago, and I really enjoyed it. I always love revisiting old titles, so it's 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 something I I'll have to do. So yeah, Game Boy. How did you? Uh, well, I guess did you make any games before getting onto uh, Quest Arrest? Had you had a bit of experience in game development at that point? Yeah, I was working on some Unity projects, and um, I was like, I just dove in headfirst, and maybe like 2013. And I was making a like a pretty cool like space game where I was like taking I t- I went to the NASA website and I took like like um you know the the pictures of the moon and I I used that you know for my like pictures of of my planet that I was on and it was like this like a uh, platformer where you jump from asteroid to asteroid and it was actually pretty cool for like a first little project but it was completely broken and. You could easily like fall off the map, and I I had no idea what I was doing, and I I also messed with a another game that was kind of like a zombie game. I was working on like like a AI for an enemy to chase you once you get into a certain you know vicinity, and uh, my computer crashed and I lost those files, and all oh, that no. stuff is sweet sweet videos of it. But uh, but yeah, you know uh, I gave up for a little while after that, and then my dad is a programmer, so. He was really interested in teaching me how to program like microcontrollers, like the Arduino. And mm-hmm. we started messing with stuff to like turn on lights in my house and, you know, like uh, make like little sensors with alarms and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, it, 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 it kind of spiraled from there into working with some game back into game design. And like, I, I really can't, like, I have this shiny object syndrome whenever it comes to like developing games. I, have messed with so many engines now and have so many unfinished projects that I'm going to get to one day, I promise. I'm the same. And I really struggle to choose what engine to use as well. There's so many good ones out there. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. And yeah, especially now it's like expanded and everything's gotten easier and you have like these, all these software development kits and I'm I'm going to develop a game for every single one one day. (laughs) I mean, even on the Game Boy, there's like four or five different options to go with now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Great options too, especially like from beginner to expert, you know, it's, it's just a no better time to get into game development if if that's what you're interested in, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And and I know know you went to school for it, so. (laughs) Yeah. And what have I got to show for it? Where's my game? (laughs) (laughs) It's funny how that works. Yeah, Yeah. I went to school for music. Actually, I was like a music major and uh oh, yeah cool. i don't i don't have any i don't have any show for that either have you got a lot of so. projects going on in the background music related or have you kind of put that on the back burner i was doing like management and stuff for artists um okay, before cool. and then covid came and that kind of like shifted my focus to to this game stuff and yeah it just ended up kind of spiraling out of control like i said and yeah that makes sense i, I, I haven't looked back yeah so you started making Quest Rest during lockdown then? Or you'd already started? I did before. I think it was before lockdown. Y- yeah, it's th- it's just that I, I started selling it. And I think maybe because everybody was kind of trapped inside, like they were just like, 
there was this huge influx of like buying and collecting games. And I think that really contributed to maybe my success with Quest RS. Um, a lot of a lot of things like digital things really took off that year, didn't they? I mean, I saw a big I saw a big spike in my channel as well. Like, just more people had more time to you know have fun with things like that. But yeah, great from a game dev point of view too. It really launched everything for me, you know. And and I'm doing so much now; it's crazy, you know. And I have so much like that I haven't even shared with the world yet that I'm going to do. That's awesome stuff, you know. And so yeah, it's I, I you know. For for I guess I'm one of the only people who can say like thank you COVID. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it helped a lot of people out. I know it's it's yeah. a bit awkward to say Oddly. that, but it did. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Now I can work from home full time. That wouldn't have been an option before. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, that's great. Not full time making videos just yet, but maybe, maybe one day soon. You're working. You you. I see you working hard oh, and yeah, put so much. Honestly, into your it. channel's growing. It is. I'm doing really well, which is exciting. Yeah. If anybody deserves it, it's you. Oh, yeah, for you. sure. Thank you. Yeah, and honestly, it was it was partially thanks to your games that I kept making these videos as well. Oh. Because when I got your feedback and you said how cool it was, it was... Dude, like, yeah. The fact that I can make someone's day like that just from making a video. For sure. So cool. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, it was, it was, it was a, a groundbreaking kind of moment for me because I'd never really experienced that before. Right. Before we get ahead of ourselves, talk about the development of Quest Arrest. How did you decide to go with the Game Boy Studio engine? Let's start with that. I, it was just one that I fell upon. You know, I was I had like a mm. hundred engines open. I had Godot open. I had Game Maker open. Mm. I had NES Maker open, and I just kind so you of, didn't go into it to make a Game Boy game in the beginning. No, not at all. And no. I, I didn't go into it to like make anything out of it either. I just kind of was like mm. trying to educate myself on like the programming that goes into. A video game you know like it, it was much yeah. different than you know creating for the microcontrollers like i was and i just really wanted to understand and my goal with quest arrest was literally to just create a game from that has a start a middle and a finish you know it's like that's it there's there was nothing crazy like there was no plan beyond just i want to make a game you know maybe yeah. maybe ha have it be fun <laughs> you know but that's that's the that was the only goal you know well, you pulled it off. I know a lot of people really enjoyed it at the time. Yeah, yeah. It was like that. It was like when, you know, it was an early adopter of GB Studio. So mm. it was like in that early beta sort of version of it before they had platforming and there was no color. And there was, I remember yeah. whenever I was developing, developing Quest Rest, there was literally no real menus that you could use in the engine. <laughs> so you had to kind of like find these like alternative ways to do certain things in the engine that are now just built into the engine that you know these new developers yeah. are spoiled with you know and <laughs> i know I, I bet you look at it now and see all the possibilities Dude, that there for you it's so cool because there's so many talented people way more talented than i that are creating games and they're using these new tools that are implemented in gb studio and they're making these like incredible projects that are just mm. like fabulous fascinating so it's really cool to see that. After after Quest Arrest, you know, obviously took off, did really well for you. Right. Is that when you is that when you set up Retro Room as a company? Yeah, or was yeah. There something else in between that. You have to you have to like pay for for like a you know, like a business in the United States, you have to get like a, a like an LLC and and uh Yep. It's like 3 or 3 or 3 to 500 dollars something like that and and I had sold Quest, Quest Arrest, and then I, I had got that Met, a Metal Jesus shout out, and 
that ended yeah. up making me like seven thousand dollars that month like boom it was just like oh, wow. yeah, yeah. And, and i was working another job at the time so it was like whoa this huge like influx of extra money and uh i took all of that money and i just reinvested it into not only like turning this into a company but like mm -hmm. into like trying to find other projects to work with um because i was developing other stuff at the time and i and it takes so long to develop a project you know and I yeah. figured there was other things that I could do in the meantime because I like I said I was working in the music industry and that had died because of COVID. Uh so I was like, man, I need to find something else to do. I have this and this money that I can invest. So I invested the money into the other projects and and uh yeah, I got got lucky with a couple of like uh people who kind of introduced me to other people who introduced me to other people kind of thing mm -hmm. and then I I it started going into doing the licensing and and uh there was a company that was like, Hey, we have this intellectual property. Um, you know, it, we're not doing anything with it. Do you want to do something with it? And I was like, absolutely. You know? And yeah, that's, that's, oh, that's cool. So it, you just kind of stumbled across the licensing side of it then. It was kind of so planned. At the start. None of this was planned. None of it has ever been planned. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's all that's, just, that's the best way, right? Yeah. It's, you know, I wish that I could tell people that I was some kind of super genius or something or like, Oh, you know, like I, this was all methodical but no no it was just kind of like like the universe kind of just guiding me into these directions and just sort of like mm. giving me these opportunities like one by one i guess i guess if you try to do things like i was trying to actively reach out to people for licenses you know but i didn't know what i was doing i'd never done it before you know it, it was mm. you know i did things that were similar in the music industry by like reaching out for like some of the artists that I was managing to get features from people who are like famous, you know, and it would help, they would get yeah. a feature on their song and it would help blow them up. So I was like somewhat, um, you know, involved with like sending corporate emails and, and trying to find, you know, licensing in that, that kind of way. But in the video game industry, it was really new to me. And, you know, I, I made a couple of friends, you know, I made friends with the people who were, who worked with the Evercade and, uh, I made friends with, uh, a couple of other people who own companies that do intellectual property licensing and uh, it just you know i started those deals started coming in and now yeah. now yeah, you I know see how it's fitting together yeah. you're heading in the right direction the whole time yeah i guess so yeah and it, it just without realizing it. yeah it just sort of worked out i just kind of grabbed where as the fruit came low i grabbed it you know and that was the that was the concept and now it's like become like this cool you know my my entire goal whenever i first started post not even game development i created the retro room well before i was developing games and the whole entire goal of it was really simple it was just a like a place where i could talk about old stuff that i like you know like uh blockbuster and you know retro games and stuff like that you know i didn't want to i wasn't like oh i'm gonna make a business or i'm gonna start developing video games or no i just wanted to talk with people like you about this kind of cool stuff you know yeah so and it's developed it's it's grown into this thing where I, now it's like i want to keep that scene alive and i'm helping to feed that scene by mm -hmm. developing games you know yeah i think that's that's a really good way because it shows that you're really interested you know in the topic and not just doing it for money yeah you know, people can feel the enthusiasm and the realness from sure. it guess, which you can't you can't always get that with a you know just a brand name so. yeah, a lot of times there's there's money involved and people really you know that uh, they're you know especially with tools like gb studio you start getting these businesses that come together just for 
the profits or whatever, but now it's strictly yeah. passion for me. I guess there's easier ways to make money. Oh, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> and better money. Make a Game Boy game. <laughs> yeah. You make better money elsewhere. <laughs> but yeah, I'm so glad it's working out for you. Yeah, yeah. me too. Thank you. Absolutely. I'm, hey, likewise, you know, with your, your YouTube channel. Yeah. Let's see what else is here. Gelatinous. Tell me a bit about this one. This was a joint project with you Correct. and a friend. Yeah. As far as I know. Uh, I did the development on it. And I think whenever we started... Uh, it was, his name's Steven, the guy that I teamed up with on that. Yeah. And uh, Steven, um, he was he was into like Metroid and Castlevania type games. And, and I had never really played either of those franchises, which is like blasphemy, I know, to some people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Consoles. Yeah, yeah, you know. And <laughs> it was just not the things that I really got into as a kid, you know. And I played Super Metroid, you know, a little bit, you know, but I never beat it or anything like that. And yeah. Castlevania games are always super hard and I suck at video games. So, like, yeah. you know, I I would play for a little while, die a bunch of times and then and then quit. Um but it it really wasn't anything that I had very much experience with. And the I and, and GB Studio had just expanded to the 2.5 version where they uh, implemented the platforming. Yeah. So I was like, you know, I want to make a, a platformer, and it's kind of neat for me to go in completely blind, and him as a designer to kind of just like I would close my eyes and he would just guide me, kind of thing, you know. And yeah, that's kind of where that project originated from i saw him doing some art and i liked his art it was cool it was like uh it was like this interesting sort of like science fiction style and i was like that's cool you know i, I would love to work with some with you on some stuff and we kind of rolled into doing that that uh that project so it was like creating this really hard platformer that i had no experience in the genre with um and i thought that was kind of a neat way of going into de designing a game you know um yeah it's an in interesting way of planning it yeah so did you learn did you learn a lot through the development of that game then i like what what works and what doesn't from a design point of view i absolutely learned a whole lot of um just about like the genre in general mm. and like uh just just like programming because i had no I, I had already i was making an rpg before and this is completely different than something that's like story driven or slow paced this is more like action packed and yeah. a fast paced sort of game uh you know but I, I you know i went in really not knowing anything about about that kind of you know uh, development and i learned like so much about it i you know i feel like you know, if I were to go back and do the you know, same thing with Quest Arrest, you know, I learned so much about development through that, you know, um, yeah. if I went to go back and do either of those genres again, like it would be crazy. It would be really, really amazing. And I'm working with Steven again on like a, an upcoming project on something like a little bit bigger and completely different. Again, we flipped the script again and we're doing yeah like an adventure, venture title. So it's, uh, it's gonna be cool yeah it's it's it was an interesting ride it took us like a year yeah, that was, that's and, great. and it sucks because in the middle of the development cycle of that they released like the new gb studio and that's whenever all these really cool features came into play uh, so did you uh did you feel any pressure once you saw new games coming out and were you kind of comparing it to what you'd got or did you kind of build it separately without too much outside influence oh definitely without very much outside influence we saw that they were releasing that and like i knew that as soon as on that 
of the engine i was like oh yeah it's going to explode the engine there's going to be so much more new talent that's going to come through this and it's going to like smoke our game <laughs> you know what i'm saying like same with quest rest it's like dude quest rest was created on software that was like prehistoric compared to what they have out now you know so um yeah it was it was i like i put that pressure on us that that i i really knew that there that there's some artists out there that were going to create some really groundbreaking stuff with the new updates so kind of put us we were already at a point in that project where we were like man we, we we've been working on this for a little too long we, we should probably move on to something else and just call it done i mean you when you're working on a game development project you could work you could like work on it for the rest of your life and i see that happen with a lot of developers they never release a project because you could always update this or make this a little better or whatever you got to call it quits yeah. at some point in time and you know and there was uh, like some obvious criticism uh, towards gelatinous and sometimes towards quest rest. And a lot of times it's well warranted, you know, and it helps me become a better developer. And I think, um, you know, we, like I said, we could have worked on it forever to try to make it better, but there was a time that we had to call quits and just uh, learn from our, our uh, release. You know, there was a little bit of a rush that was put onto us to try to do, to get it out there because I knew that as the engine was released with these new updates, uh, that there was going to be some really groundbreaking stuff happening and it, it was really going to blow the technology at like advanced times hundred, you know? So we just yeah. kind of had to, to call it, call it, you know, done on our end and, uh, you know, and just put it out there and, and, uh, try to learn, you know, f uh, from what we had created. And, uh, that's, that's really where, where, uh, I think a lot of the education came from was was uh, having to call it done. Like I was saying that you, you have to call a project done. It's really hard to do in game design, you know. You could always update things a hundred times and work on it forever, you know, but... Yeah, it's difficult. Did the, um, did the fact that it was a Kickstarter help with that deadline? Because you knew there was people waiting to play the game, so you couldn't delay it indefinitely. We were already, like, pretty close to being done whenever we kickstarted it. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah I, I, so that was more to do with the production of the cartridges right. and, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, you know, I I had already spent a lot of the company money on other projects to try to get in the background, and uh, mm -hmm. we wanted to see if uh, we could get some crowdfunding to get that that you know go you know the 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 physical production part going. But the game was already like ninety nine percent done. It was like pretty much there. We felt confident. I I don't really like to. Uh, take people's money if if i'm not like truly confident that i'm going to be able to like deliver on a project so yeah we were we were we were there you know that's a really good way of doing it because i know a lot of kickstarters maybe take on a bit too much and then they can't really deliver yeah i didn't want to be that guy because because they weren't yeah. that far along yeah so that's really good advice to anyone who's listening and is thinking of starting a Kickstarter as well. Yeah, like don't launch it too soon. It's a pr it's a risk every time, you know. And and uh, yeah. you know, like I said before, I had lost projects to just a hard drive failure, you know. And you know, but now of course I back them up, you know, and put them in the cloud. But <laughs> I'm just smart. But yeah. anything can happen, you know. I mean, so I I I prefer to be close to finished or finished before I take people's money. Yeah, that's that's good. That's really good advice as well. How about on the um, game dev side, like not, what do they call it? Scope creep, feature creep. How did you keep that under control when you were designing these games? What do you mean? Did uh, you oh, like, like, like overbiting, like, 
yeah like coming up with too many ideas oh, that's so easy not knowing where to stop I that's know. the easy i was wondering how you how you deal with that how do you cut a line in it and say that's it we're not adding anything else well now. whenever i'm developing a game by myself i hmm. like to just kind of start from the ground and just kind of see where it takes me um you know whenever i was developing like quest arrest i didn't really have functions in mind i just started playing with functions in the engine until i found something i thought was fun you know and there was like some functions that i cut out of the game because they were pretty broken but they were still like super fun you know like there was like some actual action segments in quest arrest that uh, i had to cut out because they were just broken but they were a lot of it was still like a lot of fun and i had wanted to refine them but again time was was a problem so but yeah i think whenever i'm i'm developing instead of like coming up with all these ideas and stuff beforehand, I kind of try to come up with them as I go sometimes because I want them to be fun to do. You know, sometimes whenever you come yeah. up with a function in your, in your mind, it sounds good on paper, but you start messing with it and it's not as fun whenever you're actually doing it, you know? So, yeah, that's, that's interesting. I know people that do it both ways. Right. Some people have huge like design documents right. and everything's planned out from start to finish. Yeah. That's probably the way you should, <laughs> but no, I think, I think your way makes more sense because you can see what, what's it actually enjoyable to play. Yeah. I mean, Bef before you get too far along, I liked Nintendo you know. had that philosophy. They were like, Oh, graphics. Like we don't care about graphics. We just, we just want it to be a fun game, yeah. you know, like. Yeah. And I really liked that 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 concept that they had laid out there. So I I kind of, you know, wanted to do something that was just fun to play, you know. So Yeah, it's a good approach. I think so. And you'll probably have more fun making it because you'll stumble across these things. Yeah, yeah. That you might not have even considered. Yeah, otherwise. you know, you can have a story in place, but the the uh, actual gameplay parts yeah. of it, you know, you can kind of put together as you go. Yeah, absolutely. You're making me want to make another game now. <laughs> you should. Yeah, I, you need to. I really want to. I haven't got the time. <laughs> Yeah, I'll, time's I'll crazy. find the time somehow. Somehow, I that's something I definitely understand. <laughs> yeah, two other games that I wanted to ask you about: um, uh -huh. Big to Small, obviously, which I've got right here, uh, yes. and Time Nights as well. These are two that you published. Am I correct? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Tell me a little bit, a bit about the publishing side then, compared to developing. Um. I whenever I go to publish a game, you know, now I have like this publishing company. And we have some games under our, our belt as far as that goes. Um, whenever I go to publish a game, I'm I I have to play it, and it has to be a fun game. And I think that's really basic, you know, uh, rules for a publishing yeah. company. But um, for big to small, uh, the developer reached out to me through an email, and he wasn't on social media. Um, he had open sourced his game and. And he reached out to me and he was like, hey, I'm interested in doing some publishing stuff for this. Um, and it just kind of rolled from there. It was a, I really liked the project because it, it wasn't a, a GB Studio game. It mm. was a, you know, he, he built it like from the ground up in assembly, like a freaking robot that he is a monster. <laughs> There's you know, some crazy uh, people out there. <laughs> dude, and he is one of them, man. He's yeah. a very talented guy and I, I really enjoy him. He's a really nice dude. Um, but yeah, you know, the game, 
I I feel like it's a really underrated game. I think maybe because the way that it looks, uh, it's like kind of cutesy, you know, it's got yeah. little animals, you know, and it's not like freaking laser beams and spaceships and stuff, you know, and, um, you know, so it's overlooked, I think a lot of the times, but it's such a good game. It's so challenging and I had such a good time playing with it. You know, I picked it up and I couldn't put it back down for like an hour, you know, I was just sitting there, you know, I was like, okay, this is really cool. Two hours, you know, and <laughs> time flew and I was like, okay, you know, and that kind of really showed me like, like this is going to be like a, a good experience and it's, you know, it's lasting a long time to play, you know? So yeah, I really, I really uh, enjoyed that, that aspect of it. And I liked the idea that he was really open-minded about doing anything with it he really just he i think he had like 30 plays on his website or something like that like that people who played he really just wanted to get other people to play it and i was like dude i'm gonna blow this game up for you bro i'm gonna take this and i'm gonna do whatever i can to get as many people to play it as possible we put it on multiple different platforms we you know sent out press releases and i you know pushed it as hard as i could you know and all of a sudden it's this thing that uh, you know thousands of people are playing now so yeah, I think he was really happy with that outcome, and I was really happy with that outcome too because I think it's a deserving game. Yeah, that's um, fantastic. I mean, like you yeah. said, probably just from looking at it, you wouldn't give it a second glance. But yeah, now you've yeah now you've got it out yeah. there, and now it's under your yeah. label. People yeah. can it, actually play it and find out right. it's a really good game. And it's it a, a really banger. Yeah, yeah, I, I loved it's it. A good yeah. one. I was really good surprised. One. Yeah, so, yeah, I'm glad. Anyone who's listening, go and play Big to Small. Yeah, it's a good one. <laughs> Time yeah. nights. Time nights is a lot of a, a whole lot of fun. I really liked whenever the developer had came to me and told me kind of the, you know, I played the game, but um, and it was really fun. It's like an action platformer. But I really liked the idea that he had. He was creating that game as like he got inspired from his his two children, um, and that's kind of like he oh, he wanted to cool. turn his kids kids into superheroes, you know, and. And I thought that was really kind of a genuine, cool backstory. And, and uh, you know, I, I really liked that concept. The game was re- really fun to play. It's a short game, but it's short and sweet, you know. And, uh, you know, I have some more stuff that we're working on. I'm working on with him in the future, too. Um, Time Nights is just now getting its release. Uh, like, I'm just finishing up the publishing on it and, and getting it to start shipping, like, this week, hopefully. But, um. But yeah, it's it's a really cool game. It's 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 a GB Studio game, and and uh, yeah, it's I really liked that backstory of of how his kids are the superheroes, and and uh, that really was an inspirational thing for me. And like I said, the game is fun to play. That's the most important part. You know, if I pick up a game and it's mediocre, then you know it's it's tough to want to do publishing with it. And you know, sometimes it happens. You know, it's like. I hate to be like the bearer of bad news towards people's games or anything, you know, because they put a lot of work into them. And I understand I'm a developer, you know, but, um, you know, sometimes we just miss the mark and, you know, it's a, that's OK. I've done it before. So yeah, everybody goes through that. Yeah. Yeah. It's you part of the to, it's, really. It's any creative yeah. endeavor. You know, you're going to have some things that don't go to plan. It's part, and there's always somebody you know who might enjoy it or who might not enjoy it. You know, so it's yep. it's just part of the process. And I really liked Time Nights the first time that I played it. You know, I gave it I gave it a lot of time. You know, and uh, I thought it deserved it deserved a, you know the attention that it's getting. And the developer is just a really passionate guy. He he, I mean, he worked incredibly hard on on doing press work on it, like 
just like yeah. I did. We both were pushing at the same time. That doesn't always happen, you know. Uh, sometimes developers just like take a back seat, but he was front seat and you know <laughs> screaming yeah. it from the rooftops the same way that I was, you know. So I really liked his passion. And uh, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Some some people try and get a publisher so they can stay away from the advertising right. side of it, but yeah yeah he was cool. he was not having that yeah he was he was out there with the megaphone the same way you know <laughs> so yeah i really like that and he's he again was a nice guy too so yeah it's awesome. it's a good one yeah that's great so you've got both the development side and the publishing side down now it sounds like sure and you've got yeah. some great stuff in the works too yeah licensing too like we're doing the yeah. li like licensing on some of these like uh, bigger companies and stuff like that instead of just indie games it's like you know, we got, got to work with Chips Challenge and Airball, which is another one that was was yeah. Uh, cool. I didn't bring up Chips Challenge. That must have been an exciting one for you because I know you oh, said you used, you played that as a kid as well. So yeah, that must have been yeah. the mind blowing. The fact that you actually Dude. got the license to that. That was the first license that I landed, and yeah. I was looking. You know what I was trying? I was trying to get this, the license to Ski Free. I don't know if you okay, ever played yeah, Ski yeah, Free, I know that. Windows game. Yeah, and uh, Windows was just like not really into it <laughs> they're like who's this guy you know i don't know who you are yeah. but but yeah and i you know accidentally stumbled across getting the license for chips challenge which was just as good you know to me mm. you know so yeah playing as a kid you know i, I was like uh, hitting up all my childhood friends that i played it with and i was like dude i get to do some publishing work for chips challenge and yeah that was, was really, really cool, cool yeah. i remember you sent me the snes version to test it out yeah make sure yeah it yeah works I, in 50 I, well hertz. i just wanted to see if it worked yeah. on because i'm in the united states you know i wanted yeah, to yeah. see how how it worked with the pal system you know yeah yeah so. i was really surprised when you told me that i was like well he's gone from making a game boy game to getting this like license and putting it on the snes wow yeah now it's gone like really out of control wait till you see what i have coming up soon uh, i'm excited yeah me too Tell me a bit about Elland uh, and, yeah. and how that came about. Elland. This is going to be a really interesting story. Elland. Yeah. So um, it was originally a Dune game that was never released. Yep. Um, it got canceled because I believe the company went bankrupt. Um, I don't know. Don't quote me on okay. that. But um, I think the, the company went bankrupt. This was around 2002-ish? I think GBI so, yeah. Away? Right, right, yeah, and they had published and developed like a number of titles at that point right. for like uh like licensed titles for franchises, and the the company went bankrupt, and somebody else. I mean, these things go like all all of the property goes into auction, I guess, and some other company buys it up. Yeah, and in this case, they they bought it up, and I'm pretty sure the project was just shelved. It was just like, oh, let's just put this in a box in the basement kind of thing. And uh, it sat for 20 years, uh, just unused. Yeah. Was it finished? Which is a shame. Was the game completed? Or did you have to it was, patch It was like close. That? Right. Yeah, we had to kind of kind of uh, tie up some mm. loose ends. But um, it was so close that it was disappointing, you know. Mm. As a developer, like, I think that's what really made me passionate about the project is that uh, these developers worked really hard on this project just for it to get like not seen by anybody and just shelved and not get a proper release. And that to me, I would I would be really upset if I worked really hard on the game and it just didn't. It was like pretty pretty much done. Yeah, it didn't get released. Like that sucks, you know. And uh, yeah, that's that was the unfortunate fate of this game. Even though those developers get paid a salary or whatever, and you know they got paid it's, for their work. It's it just the time and they, effort they don't, in, that's been put into yeah, it. Yeah, and. 
they don't get to see like they don't get to f- see the fruits yeah, you know yeah. that a developer wants to see they want to see people play their game and yeah it you know i i was offered the game and i think i think it's because i i uh was willing to do the work on it mm. it wasn't like going to be this project that you're gonna make all this freaking money it's like no you got to put money into the project you know and and uh you know in that case we had to remove so much stuff from it you know we had to just i was gonna come up to that next like obviously it was the dune license and you weren't allowed to use yeah. that so no how much work was that then scouring every little bit of the game to make sure it had all been taken out there's a tester that i work with his name's ryan and he's really yeah. really awesome um and he just we already were ripping stuff out of it and i'm not a really big fan of dune i don't really i i I've never really uh absorbed dune content so it was like fresh to me uh, again yep. i picked the game up and played it and i was like man this game this this game is a lot of fun and uh i really mm-hmm. enjoy it it's super cool it's like it's really fun it's it was really ahead of its time in terms of like like the development on it it's it was like this first person like shooter game and I thought it was super cool. Uh, I had no real experience with Dune, so I was like, "Dude, rip, rip it out! Like, let's get, let's, yep. <laughs> I'll take it. Let's rip out the Dune stuff and and release this game because yep. it's cool on its own. It holds up on its own. Sure, like, you know, you might, you know, make if I were to, you know, some big company came along and got the Dune license and actually released it, maybe they'd make more money or whatever. But no, I didn't care about that. You know, I uh, I liked the game. I wanted to see it get a release. Um, you know, after I released it, actually, like some of the developers had hit me up and were like, yo, that's super cool that we get to see it happen. Like I saw this on, oh, fantastic. You know, yeah, they were like, yeah. I saw an article on IGN talking about how this game I worked on 20 years ago is getting released. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, you know, that's really cool. You know? So, yeah. So finally they get to see the fruits of their life. Yeah. Finally. 20 years later. Yeah. yeah. So I definitely, yeah, I feel felt really good about it. But we we had to scour with like a fine tooth comb to try to pull out, yeah. and over and over and over again, and have several people looking at this script try to pull everything. And you know, at, at one point, I printed like like a thousand uh, manuals for the game, the actual physical manuals, okay. and the intellectual property owner like saw that there was some copywritten material in those manuals so i had to just oh, no. yeah. so i had to scrap them get get it redesigned reprinted and you know so it, it just yeah. went through this like intricate process of just vetting it and trying to get it to this point to where that we're not going to get in trouble from anybody to release it mm-hmm. you know so yeah yeah it was an expensive and like a hard hard to uh hard endeavor for sure yeah, worthwhile though, and like you said, it's just such an impressive game as yeah, well. It's cool. Like, yeah, if it if it had have come out back then, I think people would have. Been yeah, all over it. yeah, it's really cool. I, you don't see very many like first person shooters for the GBA, and the ones that you do are mm. really impressive. There's like X versus Sever. That's a really cool one, and a couple of other. Yeah, there are some really cool games. Yeah. The the thing that was unique about this one, you can press the L and R buttons. Oh to, like, yeah. Go higher and lower as well, which is. Yeah. I've not really played anything like that on the GBA. Before, yeah, so it really kind cool. of has this like feeling of like descent or something like that, and and yeah, it's a it's a cool game. Yeah, like I said, uh, it I I really as soon as I played it, I was like, oh yeah, I want to I want to get my hands on this and release it because of that. It was just a really fun fun game. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm glad you did manage to, and you know, it's out here now, and yeah, available on your website. 
So if anyone wants yeah, to go and yeah. check it out. <laughs> yeah, I was sure. really lucky to, ca- to capture that one. Yeah, and I'm sure there's a, there's some more that you're eyeing up in the background. Oh, yeah. I know, yeah, um, some that I'm, I'm extremely excited, man. I just wish I could talk. I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. I, I won't make you say anything out loud. Um, is there anything else Retro Room related that I missed? I'm just trying to think now. I think I've covered the games on there that are um, publicly Air- that are public knowledge anyway yeah airball was another one that oh, was yeah. canceled and and i ended up getting a, a license for and releasing it uh, on the gba and, and nes and that was another one of those those canceled pro- projects that never got to see the light of day and i really like those kind of projects and i have i think i have three three more games that are uh previously canceled that i'm going to bring to the light and um they're really cool yeah I'm really excited for those. Yeah, Airball's freaking hard, hard game. A lot of fun if you like a challenge. Yeah, I don't really know anything um, about that one. I'll have to, I'll have to check it yeah, out. Yeah, it's it's a unique game, and it was it's the first NES game that I've ever published. Hmm. So that that was pretty neat. Um, and it, having a GBA and an NES version, it was really cool. That I had never really gotten properly published. It's really cool to have the opportunity to work with it. Yeah, that's cool. So you, but it's like you know, focusing on multiple different platforms. Yeah, yeah. Now it's like, oh man, I have uh, Super Nintendo, Sega, uh, Genesis, and Mega Drive, Game Boy Advance, Game Boy Color, Dreamcast, N64, working on Sega Saturn, working on CDI, working on a couple of PC releases. So yeah, we have we have a lot of stuff in the in the bank. Hit me up when that CDI game comes out. Dude, I have four CDI no games coming out. So yeah, I, yeah. I just got myself a proper controller for the CDI, so I can actually play it. Okay. Now. You know yeah, that, that yeah. SNES instead style of crazy one. Looking, yeah. Okay, yeah. Instead of the crazy one that they had a little oh, <laughs> remote control. That's impossible. Yeah, I, it's it, it's another one of those where I'm just kind of doing it for the passion of it because I know it's an obscure system. It's not like this like a uh, huge money maker <laughs> kind of thing. It's just I, I really like those obscure. I bought a 3DO and a CDI like this last year yeah. just to like mess with them freaking love them they're so fun no way i would love to get a 3do that's one of the only systems i still don't have dude it's cool it's yeah. uh, you know if you're into that kind of stuff like bad systems i don't think they're all that terrible they they, they were just overshadowed by better systems but uh they're they're fun they're a lot of fun to play yeah it's really interesting especially with the yeah. cdi they thought that was going to be the future <laughs> yeah <laughs> how wrong yeah. They were. oh boy <laughs> Yeah, oh boy. There's some fun games for it, but yeah, again, it was overshadowed by much better better much better consoles. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, even the bad systems do have some good games. For sure. Yeah. I've had a, like I said, I've had a lot of fun with with those two consoles that yeah. I I, ex- I went in expecting them to be like just trash, mm. like like I was going to want to sell them. Now I'm like, no, you know, I'm trying to look for games for them to to publish you yeah know? yeah i've been i've been yeah. thinking about doing a video for the cdi just to cover some of the actual good yeah. games for it because yeah you there's know, some I good ones people yeah. will be surprised yeah, yeah there's some really good ones well i'll have to try to make my announcement soon so you can talk about my thing yeah do it i'll try and time <laughs> it with the video because <laughs> it's a good one man you'll like it awesome yeah you'll have to let me know oh man i've got so many future plans i'm just really grateful that i'm able to even do this kind of stuff so it's just like i'm just trying to keep the keep the uh gun loaded so to speak you know so it's there's a there's a lot going on you know i think i have about maybe 12 games that are uh going into publishing that are certain so i have a pretty fat year coming up how about on the development side are you actually working on anything yourself at the minute I announced that I was working on a Dreamcast game kind of in the back. And then I had my daughter, which she, 
yeah takes up like things down a bit oh man (laughs) yeah she's asleep right now and i'm like thank god you know have a chance for for the podcast without a screaming baby in the back but yeah (laughs) she slowed things down a whole lot um she's great don't get me wrong i love you (laughs) yeah yeah a good slowdown for sure but but yeah yeah i didn't expect it to yeah, thank you. I didn't expect it to be as crazy as it is, and everybody warns you, but no amount of words can tell you, you know, what it's gonna be like, you know. So, yeah, yeah I, I, I'm not gonna say that I put it on the back burner because I am working on it, like just a lot less frequently, and it's gonna take a lot more time to, to get it finished. But it's kind of like a hack and slash, um, beat 'em up kind of zombie. Zombie. The way that I made it is like a thousand zombies rush you, and you're just freaking like. <laughs> and uh yeah it's it's cool it's uh, yeah hopefully i can get it done this year yeah that sounds really cool again like hit a, me up when it's ready yeah it's like a four-player co-op experience too so i love that couch yeah. co-op yeah it's, it's that's brilliant it's, Dream, dreamcast's doing really well at the minute for new games as well there's there's a lot of interesting stuff yeah. cool companies that are releasing cool games yeah and and uh i, I really you know i'm i'm a real big advocate for any company that's going to be be doing that kind of thing any journalist like you you know or any company that's going to be working with feeding these old retro games and and consoles like that's freaking awesome yeah so exciting you know yeah. keeping the dream alive got to Absolutely. yeah yeah got to i'm you know i'm really grateful for people like you who are doing that for sure so thank you yeah again it's all out of passion you know yeah. just like what you're doing same. Obviously, if if I just wanted views, there's a lot easier ways to do that. Oh yeah, yeah, sure. More gimmicky <laughs> yeah. stuff, yeah. But you yeah. know, we love what we do. You know, and we do what yeah, we love. I hope, and I hope people appreciate, you know, the sincerity of it. And you know, yeah, they seem the fact to. That we yeah, we are doing it. Yeah, yeah, they seem Absolutely. to. Yeah, it's it's fun. I enjoy it, and I'm like again thankful for for you having me on to talk about it. It's cool. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Really, really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me.